We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, as we expected it might, the anticipation is building day by day ahead of this Sunday's Ravens-Bengals wildcard rematch, and it's turned into a war of words between the two teams in recent days, Sarah. Yeah, Ravens linebacker Patrick Queen and Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase were just two of several players who had a lot to say Wednesday. We'll get to sound from those guys, including a snippet from your conversation, Bobby, with the Athletics' Jay Morrison, whose story is what got this whole thing started earlier this week. I'm Bobby Trossett, alongside my partner, Sarah Ellison. It's Thursday, January 12th, and this is your Morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. Lamar Jackson did not practice Wednesday, which makes him doubtful to play in the wildcard playoff. We've got the latest on his knee injury and whether the Ravens would play him even if he's less than 100%. Plus, after signing his record-breaking contract extension earlier this week, Ravens linebacker Roquan Smith kept his big news so quiet that his own teammates learned of it through Twitter. We have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, there should be plenty of theater. And obviously, a ton is at stake when the Ravens and Bengals reunite for the second time in a week on Sunday night football in Cincinnati. Yeah, Sarah, and it's actually hard to believe that this matchup marks the first time these two teams have ever met in postseason play. Now, obviously, a lot is on the line, being that this is a wild card game and the winner sends the loser into golf season early. But this one has a little extra juice to it because of all the off-field noise that's taken place since Cincinnati took exception to the way that several Ravens conducted themselves during last Sunday's game. Yeah, which we covered all that extensively on Tuesday's Morning Vault, episode number 147, if you want to go back and check that out. Now, certain outspoken Bengals didn't shy away from calling Baltimore out via local media and even attached labels like dirty and cheap to the way the Ravens played in that regular season finale. So I decided I'd go directly to the source, why not, to see if his perspective could shed any light on all of this for us, Sarah, because having gone back and watched some replays of the game, I can't for the life of me pinpoint what Cincinnati 
is so fired up about. It was Jay Morrison's piece, as we said at the top, who covers the Bengals for The Athletic, that got this conversation moving online earlier this week. And I was just curious how it all came together. Yeah, so to take you inside the locker room, I went down and the first person I went to was DJ Reader because he he's usually one of the best guys to talk to. And my focus was to talk to these guys about uh, how unique it's going to be to same the see the same offense two weeks in a row, and and how are how are they approaching that? And uh, the first question I asked DJ is, he said, "I don't really know." And then he gave the quote about, "I have respect for some guys over there, and I don't have respect for some guys over there." And then he gave one more kind of inflammatory quote, and he, quote, and he said, "That's all I got," and he walked away. And so I immediately pivoted. I was like, "Well." This is interesting. When I talk to other players with other media around, you kind of go with the standard quotes and I would wait them out until the other media left. And when I got them one-on-one, I would say, hey, DJ said this, what, what's he talking about? And then they would light into the Ravens. And so I, I think, you know, if there were cameras around, that may not have happened. They may not have been so open to say what they said, but because it was just me one-on-one, I've covered the team for a long time. It's not like they trusted me not to write it. They wanted it written, but uh, it was just, it was, it was interesting. And I don't quite get where it's coming from. You know, they say it in the moment and and you got to write it. And then you go back and you watch the game and this was all defensive players I talked to. So I'm like, well, what is the, is the Ravens O-line doing some stuff under the pile or what? What are they talking about? And I, I go back, I watch the game, and I don't real. I see a couple instances where the Bengals do this a lot. Their defense holds guys up and then tries to rip the ball out. And there was a couple times in when that was happening that some Ravens O lineman would come and, and deliver some late blocks to try to pick those guys off. Fair game, if you ask me, but I could see where they would take exception as well. So I, I almost wonder. Are, are there were you know Roquan Smith gave Jamar Chase the little shoulder shiver in the end zone after the pass breakup there was some some after the whistle stuff like that nothing egregious but just some some things like that but then i wonder you know usually the bengals defense is sitting on the bench and they're not really watching what the offense is doing so uh, i'm a little I'm, I'm with john harbaugh here i'm a little confused where this animosity is coming from unless it was under the pile stuff that was just out of view of cameras so that was just a snippet of a nearly 20-minute conversation I had with Jay, which can be heard in full later today when our official ravens Bengals game preview is released. So be on the lookout for that. Well, what stood out to me there is that Jay's just as baffled as we are. <laughs> he was actually, one, there in the stadium last weekend, and two, covers the team up close on a daily basis. Bobby, the whole thing is so strange And to me, it feels like the Bengals are still upset and whining about how things shook out for them last week in the aftermath of DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest, at least in terms of how the NFL decided to deal with the canceled game and its playoff implications. If that is indeed the case, Sarah, shame on them. Get over it. It was imperfect for every single team involved. So let's move on. Here's how members of Baltimore's locker room responded to the noise on Wednesday beginning with Patrick Queen. We'll see Sunday night. If it's smoke, it's smoke. I mean, we ain't running from nobody. If y'all feel like people was doing stuff dirty and y'all weren't at, at the same time, then, I mean, you could look at film in the past from what they was doing and stuff too. So, I mean, at the end of the day, whoever got beef with each other, they got beef with each other. But at the end of the day, we're going out there to play a football game. We ain't trying to do nothing extra, but we got a job to do. I'm not an official, um, and the officials didn't make no calls, so I don't see anything wrong with what went on and took place the last time we played them. 
how did you perceive that game? Was it chippier than as a game as you expect? Did you see anything that you felt like crossed the line? See you Sunday. <laughs> Night. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you didn't see the grin Roquan had across his face when he said that at the podium, he is ready for all the smoke, Bobby. He's ready for that beef. As Patrick Queen said, he wants it. You can tell this team is feeding off of those comments coming from the Bengals locker room, and it's going to get physical. Something tells me that last week, as physical as it was, it was just an appetizer. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of Roquan, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase had something to say about that quote-unquote shoulder bump in the end zone. Remember after Daryl Worley's pass breakup on Sunday? Here's Jamar. The one where Jill missed you in the end zone, yep. there was one. Do you feel like they were trying to set some kind of a tone? Dude, he did that on purpose. It's all right. We got something for that. Does that stuff bother you? Nah. Did you notice that throughout the game? Was trying to play that way? Uh, no, he was the only one trying to do messy stuff. And Chase wasn't done there either. He made sure to get his shots in at Worley while he had the chance. I don't even know his name. 41, the corner from last game. I don't, I don't really know his name. Um, he was trying to be a little physical, you know, even though he looked like a, a, a safety slash linebacker at corner. So um, that was probably, you know, the only person really trying to be physical at the line of scrimmage. And partner, even Lamar Jackson was in on some of this online back and forth, as you know well. I happen to see with my burner account. That he liked the tweet of yours, which quoted what PQ had to say about the noise, huh? And hey, some people would like to think that Lamar liking that tweet with Queen's comments, that it would mean that Lamar will be out there to play too. But I wouldn't count on it, which we'll get into in the next topic. But what I think this does tell you, Lamar liking that tweet, is that this is more than just Queen and Roquan. The entire team isn't happy about the Bengals' accusations. I'll just say this, though, Bobby, while I am here for a physical brawl and the bad blood that runs between these two division rivals, Chase saying that he's got, quote, something for the Ravens, you better believe the league is watching. And everybody just better watch out because the league will not put up with retaliations and retaliations can get out of hand. So, Bobby, I got my popcorn ready and I want a tough battle, but we need a clean battle. We don't need anybody getting hurt. And still to come here on The Vault, why Lamar Jackson is facing an uphill battle, and then some. Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
So many Ravens fans have feared that Lamar Jackson's knee might not be ready in time for this weekend's wild card rematch with the Bengals. And that fear, Sarah, may be coming to fruition because number eight missed yet another practice again on Wednesday. And unfortunately, that makes him doubtful to play on Sunday in my mind, although head coach John Harbaugh wouldn't officially rule him out. I don't have any really thing to add on that. No updates at this time. How comfortable would you guys be at, at playing Lamar if he was able to go at less than 100%? Of course, yeah. Whatever, as long as he's safe and healthy and can play. It's for any player. It's not really just any particular player. I mean, any player goes out there, and if he's healthy and safe and he's not going to do any damage to an injury, any player you know, plays and does what he can uh, to the level that he can in that situation. So I suppose you can still hold out hope that Lamar will somehow throw on his cape at the last minute and play Sunday night. But I'm not holding my breath, especially when combining the fact that he just missed his 38th straight practice with recent reports about the condition of his knee. Per Jordan Schultz of the score, Lamar is still dealing with quote-unquote extreme swelling. And then there's this from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Not looking good for Lamar Jackson, which is, I would say, a little bit of a surprise. If you go back, December 4th was the last time he played battling a PCL sprain. And I know there were so many people involved who thought, all right, well, if Lamar's not going to play for the regular season, surely he will be ready for the playoffs. However, my understanding, this is something sources have said over the course of the past 24 hours, is that Lamar Jackson faces an uphill battle to be able to get out on the field in the playoffs against the Cincinnati Bengals. He is working, he is trying, he's rehabbing. The knee is just not quite right. Now, this has been shrouded in some secrecy, so look, there's always a chance anything happens with Lamar Jackson. Everyone leaves that little out, but I would be surprised based on what I know if he practices today, which means we could see another week of Tyler Snoop Huntley for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, my gut tells me as we record this on Wednesday night that it will not be Lamar under center come Sunday night. I mean, at this point, it feels like the Ravens will have to turn to Tyler Huntley to lead this offense in what would have to be a huge upset victory in every sense of the word. But that's only if he's ready to play. Huntley was limited in practice again Wednesday as he continues to deal with tendonitis in that right shoulder. Matter of fact, he didn't even throw. Now, that said, Harbaugh is still optimistic Huntley would be able to play if called upon. Yeah, he's doing a lot better. He was out there at practice today and uh, took a bunch of plays, so uh, uh, he had a good day today. I'd say he's on schedule, hopefully, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, that comment would be comforting, but Harbaugh made a similar statement last Friday before the season finale, and Snoop ended up not playing then. So there's still a real chance that undrafted rookie Anthony Brown's number might be called upon again. And boy, do we know that he will want to perform more like he did in the second half of that Bengals contest when he finally settled in after throwing two picks in the first half. But Bobby, I want to circle back real quick to Harbaugh's comments that we just played. He chose once again not to say whether Lamar will be able to play Sunday, nor did he opt to give an update on his knee. And as we know, that leaves a lot of room for fans and media's minds to just run wild with conspiracy theories about why Lamar hasn't returned yet. Now, Harbaugh has insisted in the past that the timetable is purely injury-related and not contract-related. So, he was asked by the media if he gets, quote, ticked off 
when outsiders speculate that Lamar's not playing because he hasn't been paid yet? That's a great question. You, you learn, I'll say, after all these years. I wouldn't say that things don't ever make you mad that you read or you hear. And people do speculate on different things. And sometimes, yeah, you kind of do, you go, man, I can't believe someone would say that or think that. But you try your best not to, not to let it affect you emotionally. So uh, at this point in time, just kind of ignoring all that and just focusing on uh, having the team, all of us preparing, you know, myself included, along with every other single individual together, preparing to be as, to, you know, to be as ready as we can to play you know, a very tough opponent in a, in a wild card round. And all that other stuff just becomes kind of noise and you just try to just put it out of your mind. Meanwhile, Rich Eisen, who called the last Ravens-Browns game and spoke with Harbaugh directly that week, he talks about all these contract conspiracies. Craziness, conspiracy fills the void. And when somebody doesn't sign a long-term contract with a team because they feel the team has not offered fair enough terms for them to actually sign on the dotted line and this sort of stuff happens, you think, first thing, he's not playing because he's pissed he didn't get a contract that he wanted back in training camp. And I will say this to those folks. You're hearing nothing of the sort coming out of Baltimore, and you can never ascribe anything that you consider conventional or typical or even conspiratorial to Lamar Jackson. He is just one of one. When we say one of one, a unicorn, he truly is a unicorn. Not just with his play, but with his personality. I don't know. Week 15, I'll tell you what, guys, I was in Cleveland in a meeting room with John Harbaugh telling us that Lamar could have played that weekend if he braced it up, but he doesn't want to wear a brace. It doesn't make sense to make him wear a brace. That's not the way he plays football. So they decided to just give him the week off and they feel really confident that they could get him back the next week. That was week 15. It's now week 19, and he's facing an uphill battle. So something has happened in his rehab. Something has happened with his knee that the Ravens didn't suspect or were concerned about back in week 15. And I know you could sit here and say, that sounds conspiratorial because something's got to be up. I hear nothing. Nobody is saying at all about Lamar doing this because he doesn't like the contract. And that also doesn't sound like his brand. The Ravens love Lamar Jackson. They do. Any time in this league you hear something in a meeting or you hear something in the media, sometimes you can get that person off to the side or anybody in the organization off to the side. And anybody who has an axe to grind, and there's a lot of axe grinders in the NFL, off to the side. And they'll be like, yeah, you're right. Something's up with this kid. Something's up with this relationship. It's terrible. And they'll, the knives will be out. It never happens with anybody associated with Lamar and this team with Lamar. Never. So, Bobby, I think it's safe to say we're starting to see why Roquan Smith's teammates finally refer to him as Uncle Roe. He's got an old soul and is as selfless and unassuming away from the football field as it gets. Yeah, Sarah, his running mate, Patrick Queen, said Roquan kept his new extension so hush-hush that they legitimately, like all of his teammates, including PQ, 
legitimately first learned of the news online. I remember opening Twitter, like he just came in, chilled, and they saying nothing. Uh, then check Twitter, we get in the linebacker room, and I'm sitting there like, this got to be fake. <laughs> so I see NFL post, I was like, bro, that's insane. We came out the defensive meeting room, went to the linebacker room, and he just put his bags down and walked in the hallway, and everybody like, you signed? He was like, yeah. <laughs> you ain't gonna tell nobody. I feel like this is all so on brand for Roquan, who, not to mention, negotiated this record breaking extension on his own without an agent, but with some help from financial advisors. And that sure sounds like somebody else on the team, uh, with Lamar Jackson, obviously. So we'll have more on that back end process in a future episode coming soon on the vault. Sarah, if he's a fraction of the dog he is on the football field while at the negotiation table, who I feel for EDC, but here's more from Roquan. Honestly, I don't really like a lot of attention. So like, I don't, I don't like like going around talking up myself, saying, hey, this, saying that about myself. So I figured the guys would eventually uh, find out and I was just going to let it come out uh, when it came out. And I wasn't trying to be like the guy like, hey, look at me. I did this. I did that because that's not my not how I roll. And those guys know that as well. But just happy to be here. I don't think it's really uh, sunk in. But like, man, it's, it's, it's crazy just knowing like, you know, where I grew up at and like such a small town such a small rural town southwest georgia marshallville georgia population like 1100 right now no stoplights anything so just being a kid from that environment and just you know putting my mind to things and just knowing that there, anything is possible if you, if you put your mind to it and for all the kids back where i'm from in macon county and all like just knowing that there's so much more out there in life outside of what's in what's in that small town and man thankful thankful for everyone that's helped me be in this position that I'm in and like making my dreams come true and living it out man but it's it's an amazing f feeling and I feel like I'm just getting started and I just want to continue to do my best and just keep getting better year in and year out uh to bring many championships here yeah, it just doesn't get much more humble than that and I did want to read a part of Eric DaCosta's statement on the extension before we finish up this conversation part of his statement reads quote Roquan has been a leader, impressing us with his attitude and desire to be a great player and teammate every day. There is certainly a standard of defense in Baltimore, and Roquan has proven that he can surpass that lofty mark. Close quote. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with a health update on cornerback Brandon Stevens, who became acutely ill just before last week's Ravens-Bengals game on Sunday morning. He was transported to a hospital in Cincinnati, but has since returned to Baltimore and is feeling better and is in good spirits, according to a statement made by the team. He did not practice Wednesday. But Harbaugh gave more details here. Yeah, it was surprising. It wasn't It wasn't something I we talked to his mom right away. She got right up in the plane and got up to... Got up to Cincinnati, her mom and dad, and uh, his mom and dad were there with him, along with our people at the hospital throughout the day. And, you know, he, he knew it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't, I don't think anybody had a real scare in terms of really anything really bad happening, but it was surprising because he was ready to play, and, and then all of a sudden that popped up in the morning. Another key player that did not practice is Gus Edwards, who is still in concussion protocol. Obviously, with Lamar already projected to miss the game, Edwards would also be a big loss, so we'll continue to monitor his status. And finally, ESPN's Dan Orlovsky 
is joining the loud chorus of analysts predicting a Ravens loss. Very simply, if the Cincinnati Bengals don't turn the football over, they the Ravens have no shot to win this game. They're, mm. they're too good of a team to go against. I, I hate when analysts sit there and say, well, they don't turn the football because I think we have to be better than that. But it's very simply in this game, if Joe Burrow don't give the ball away, there's no shot Baltimore wins this game. The Ravens have forced 25 turnovers this season, which are the eighth most across the NFL. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today. But we'll be back Friday morning with the Ravens news you need to know.